0: Patrick Swayze is Detective Truman Gates. He's a country boy. We are gonna find Gerald's killer. But he's got some unfinished business in the city. Howdy. I want the man who pulled the trigger. I don't like this, Joy. The family killed his brother. A life for a life. Amen. Amen but they never counted on his next of kin. you mess with my brother, you mess with me. Settled us. Now. Anywhere we want! When these boys head for the city, someone oh better head for the hills. Yeah. We ain't seen bad yet, but it's coming. Next of kin.
1: hello hello i'm katie and welcome to retro made your pop culture rewind today we're going to travel back to october of 1989 for the action crime drama next of kin and as always we will touch on all the other happenings of the time with the time capsule now the man that i'm lucky enough to get to spend every other Sunday morning with Talking Rocky on one more round. The Rocky Series podcast. Ryan Rebalkin is back. Ryan, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Katie. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Am I the first one to come back twice?
1: Yes. It's a yes. It's a high honor. It's a high honor.
0: Was if that the premiere episode you... two?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, wanted to it, save yeah. my yeah, debut episode for Mr. Ryan Rabalkin. and now you're back. That's awesome.
0: I I know what I hope this isn't just the last time. I legit I've listened to every one of your episodes, even with the movies I don't really enjoy, even with the movies I haven't even seen. I because I, I enjoy everything that you do, the, the time capsule, all that stuff. So it's not even just about the film; it's almost secondary to the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many episodes where, gosh, I was I wish I was on that episode because I got so much to say about X, Y, Z, and because this is my 1989, 1985, all these years are just like prime Ryan real estate of memories. So, yeah, I'm I'm really happy to be on today.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad to have you fill us in on what you've been up to. Rambo. Oh, well yeah, you see it's
0: funny. Well, your no, other okay, podcast. well Okay, sure. Before I get into that, if people are watching this on YouTube, I, the last time I was on your podcast, I was in a hotel room sitting on the floor cuz I was okay. house hunting with with my wife and we're house hunting in Ottawa, Ontario for the move from the West Coast to Ontario, which we are now still, of course. And now I can say right now I am in the Middle East. I'm in a country called Qatar and you can look it up. I bet you not everyone knows where it is on a map. Do you know where it is on a map? I do. I've been there. Oh, you've been to Qatar. Okay. Good for Well, look, look. Mm-hmm. I should have known. Vacation. <laughs> she's been everywhere. <laughs> she's been everywhere. I, well, of actually, course
1: actually, technically not because it was only in the, I've spent a lot of time in the airport. Long, oh, long okay. layovers in that airport.
0: So you, so, you, you haven't mingled tech, with the locals like I correct,
1: have. You know? Correct. Correct. Okay. No, I have not.
0: I'm on deployment here with the uh, Canadian military. My time is almost over. So it's just funny. The next time we do a podcast together, like um, with me on your show, can I be at my house? That's going to be the goal that I'll be at my house.
1: I hope so. I very much hope so. I hope you're back home ASAP.
0: It's coming soon. Maybe when this comes out, I'll be home. So regarding the shows that I do, I do, of course, the Rocky Series podcast. You just Google One More Round, the Rocky Series podcast will come up. We're on YouTube and we're on all your podcast apps. So it's a YouTube show as well, which I kind of like because you get to see the movie parts that we're talking to. So it covers the Rocky film. So if you're a Rocky fan, trust me, this is the number one Rocky podcast in the world. I'm just going to say it like that. Number two, I do a Rambo podcast, same idea with my co-host Dom, same thing, we cover the Rambo films, it's called It's a Long Road, the Ramble series podcast, Google it, it's a YouTube show plus an audio show on all your podcast apps, and the third podcast I do is called The Worst of the Best Podcast, Google it, it's a YouTube show and on all your podcast apps, and it's with my brother Jason. And on that show, basically, we just touch upon a variety of different topics and subjects, And we say something that's the best of that thing. And then we pick independent of each other what we think is the worst of that best thing. And sometimes the worst isn't bad. It's just the worst of the best. There you go. Mm -hmm. Plug's done.
1: (laughs) He is a busy, busy man, everyone. But I'm a big fan of all of Ryan's shows. So you should be too too.
0: kind. You're too kind. I want to say, before we get started, I want to say, I did the premiere episode with you on your podcast. And when you told me that you were branching out doing your own show from our Rocky podcast, I said before that I was so proud of you. You're like my little baby who went out into the wilderness <laughs> and you became your own beautiful creature. And you're doing such a wonderful job. And what I like, too, is seeing a different part of you on your own show that's a little bit different than when you co-host with two other guys about a Rocky podcast. I like seeing this other part of you. It's very professional. You're very, I don't know, You're I, I like what you do. And it's just nice to see you. Do a different thing. You're part of a band, and this is your solo act. And I like watching your <laughs> solo act. So job well done. Bravo, bravo.
1: Thank you. I very much appreciate that. Just a tidbit of podcast news, the show news. So those of you who love the movie Roadhouse, like I do, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't already listened to the Retromade episode on Roadhouse, you need to do that right now or after this one. We talked about there being a remake coming out, and it has been long-awaited. It's been delayed, delayed, delayed. Well, it is finally coming out in March. Now,
0: Isn't it Gyllenhaal?
1: Hall, I, will... I think. Is I think be wrong. Okay,
0: Okay. Right. I could be wrong.
1: But I do like him. He is solid. I will definitely give this movie a chance. The trailer actually doesn't look terrible, but I'm saying this because there will be a bonus episode on Retromade covering... The new movie and there will be spoilers so those of you who want to listen to the episode watch the movie as soon as it comes out okay let's open the time capsule from october of 1989 so speaking of roadhouse we actually covered quite a bit of the pop culture that i normally do in these episodes in the roadhouse episode as well as tango and cash came out around this time too I don't want to do a ton of repeats, so just as a kind of a recap for you, Ryan, the popular TV, and if there's anything that stands out, please let me know. The Cosby Show, Roseanne, Cheers, A Different World, The Golden Girls, The Wonder Years, Empty Nest, Who's the Boss, and Murder, She Wrote. Those are the top Nielsen rated shows for that season.
0: Okay, so October of 89, at the end of the month in October, I would have had my birthday, and I would have turned 14. So keep that in mind, I was 14 at this time. So I was not watching the majority of those shows because a 14-year-old teenage boy in 1989. Definitely wasn't watching Murder, She Wrote, or sort of Golden Girls. Because it's such a hit show, I saw many episodes, but I, don't, I did clamor to watch it. I was just peripherally aware of it and saw quite a few to know the show. I definitely watched the Cosby show like everyone did in America, you know, Canada, but you get it. Thursday night was musty TV with The Cosby Show. Definitely enjoyed that. And I watched Who's the Boss, too, because, of course, like any Fortune boy, I had the crush on Alyssa Milano. And I was a fan of Tony Danza because I was a fan of Taxi. So I loved Taxi as a kid, and I enjoyed Tony Danza on Who's the Boss. So that was the shows from that that I definitely watched. Who's the Boss? Oh, and Cheers, of course. I watched Cheers.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's the yeah. Boss? I feel like I haven't really given that enough attention on Retromade. I... Mm-hmm love it everything about it actually i'm gonna have to try and find where it is and re-watch it big right. fan of tony danza as well
0: he's great and he's great
1: yeah yeah Me no my i can't Italian watch it guys.
0: now and i have that same <laughs> crush because i'm not her age anymore so it's kind of weird like, oh yeah i was at, i was at the right age then but now i just gotta watch it oh i would have a crush on the, uh, the mother now there you go Ooh, free I there you go crush on
1: yes that. Judith yeah. Light really was really pretty. Yes,
0: right, Judith Light. Yeah. Thank you. She was, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. She was mm-hmm. a gorgeous, a gorgeous lady. And if I keep living long enough, I'll have a crush on the grandma soon enough.
1: She's a hot grandma.
0: She uh, was a hot guilt? grandma. There's a there's a picture. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I would. Boy, your mouth, Katie. I would. <laughs> it, it's funny if you actually Google. There's actually I think there's like a bikini picture for one of the episodes of her. If she was in a bikini. One of the early episodes. Oh One of yeah. whatever the storyline was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, good for her. She took care of herself. Yeah, good for her. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, what we didn't talk about, I don't think, in the Roadhouse or Tango and Cash episode were some of the notable finales and premieres. There's quite a few. So the shows that ended in October of 89 or in the 89 season, Do you, did you ever watch the Pictionary game show? Did that make its way to Canada? perfectly on-
0: I did. I, I know the game, but I didn't sit down to watch it. But I did watch a lot of game shows, was like, like a lot of people my age in the 80s. Because there, was, there wasn't any internet or anything like that, so... Game shows for us as teenagers back in the 80s was kind of like TikTok today of a sort. You could just turn on a game show randomly and just watch a segment and go on about your okay. day. Like You would watch a game show for fun of it, but you wouldn't arrange your day to watch a game show. But if you're sick or bored, game shows were on you and you would watch them.
1: Yeah, same. Same. I feel like that and all the daytime talk shows. But Pictionary right. started and ended. This season only was one season. Oh, there was an animated okay. show. The California Raisin Show. I remember those being really big in pop culture for a while. And I don't really get it. What was the deal? I
0: don't get it either. The claymation, dried up grapes, singing soul songs. I, I don't know. I didn't think they were funny or fun to watch, but they had a little bit of, they had some fun in the sun for a little bit. Sorry.
1: They did. I remember my oldest sister and her friends, I don't know if it was for Halloween or for something for school, they dressed up as the California Raisins funny i can Adorable. that's a that's a memory i have yeah also highway to heaven small wonder. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. small wonder was stupid it was even stupid then I, people ironically like it i can't imagine mm-hmm. anyone truly liked it it was an android adolescent girl who was a robot made around the house who was would sometimes she would shake people really vigorously with her handshake because she was so strong it was so, so it was just dumb it was, it such, was the 80s why we it, like want...
1: there were so many things
0: <laughs> So it was a horrible show.
1: Smurfs. This is the final season for the Smurfs and the Snorks. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I love both. I, lo- I watched yeah. both as a kid. I love the Smurfs. I think I mentioned this before on our show. I, I'll be very quick about it. But as a kid, when I watched the Smurfs, I was such a good kid. And I was so heartbroken that I was never good enough to see a mm-hmm. Smurf on my own.
1: Aww. Aww. Because I, I believe Ooh. that intro.
0: Because it, it said at the beginning and yeah. remember if you're good enough too or something maybe you too will see a smurf and I never did so I'm like F these little blue shites <laughs> okay.
1: do you remember the show Kate and Allie does this sound familiar Is to that you the at crime?
0: all was that the crime gu- Crime cop gals that... no I thought
1: no, no. Oh. Um, Kate and Allie it was like two single women and their children lived together in a house <laughs>
0: I think I might may have heard of it, but as a fourteen year old, yeah. no, I wasn't watching that yet.
1: Dynasty, Webster, and Family Times. Watched Webster?
0: I watched Webster yeah. and watched Family Times. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So Family Times must have been nearing its end of its run by then.
1: Well, this, yeah, these were the finales. Okay, the ones, yeah, yeah. I definitely watched Family Times. season.
0: Huge crush on Mallory. Cool.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Justine Bateman, she is gorgeous.
1: You know, I actually, who is supposed to be older, Mallory or Alex?
0: Alex was older. He was the older brother. She, Mallory, uh, Justine Bateman, I believe, was 16 or 17 in the first season. So she was, wasn't quite, you know, but she played almost her age actually in that show. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Michael J. Fox was 22 or 3 in the first season. So he was a little he's bit older like, yeah. than his high school age because he's just, yeah, smaller and higher. Yeah.
1: When I watch that show, it's unclear to me who is supposed to be older.
0: Because she's tall. So. She's tall. Yeah. But no, she was younger in the show and in real life.
1: Okay. And I did not know this. There was a, a partial season of a dirty dancing TV series. Oh wow! All different people. Right. The only course. one, however, you know who Melora Hardin is. No. Jan on the American Office. Did you watch The Office? She was Jan. Oh, of course, I love The
0: Office. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. She was. Yeah, she's lovely.
1: She played baby in this ah, very short-lived. I have fraternity. to Google Dance that. Concert. I have yeah. to
0: Google that. She probably was very, very attractive. Then. Yeah, very. I mean, she yes, wasn't, even sure. was in the office. I, yeah. I had a crush on her. That I, I sounds I terrible, but that's what people do. We always watch these shows and kind of place ourselves in the character's shoes. And would I be? Does this character? Is this character attracted to me with their humor or whatever their energy is? And I really like Jen. I always felt bad for her the way I always got so frustrated with the way Michael was with her because she deserved better.
1: Yeah, she definitely I don't know. I liked she had a lot of facets to her, Jan.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both complicated <laughs> characters.
1: <laughs> yes. This is
0: welcome to the office episode. Yeah, this is now, I, I know I love that show. I love it.
1: Oh my gosh. I, yes, it's I can watch that all day, every day. Yeah. Some shows that premiered in nineteen eighty nine. There's oh, quite a few. Oh well, yeah. I bet. The yeah. Simpsons, of course.
0: Yep. Premiered love 1989. it. nineteen eighty nine. Yep. You know, my a son, Nickel- my, he's twelve now. I'll oh, just that's say this real right. quickly. He he's a huge Simpsons fan. He literally binged all 33 seasons on Disney Plus in a year. He just watched it nonstop. He was obsessed. You know, 12 years old, boom, 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 and he still he's watched it more than once. I think he loves the Simpsons.
1: Yeah, I should give it a chance. I, it's kind of hard for me to admit this, but I don't think I've seen a whole show of the Simpsons. Oh,
0: it's very good, and I'm not one of those like people. Only oh, stop being good after eight seasons or whatever it's look, trust me it's just still very good writing i i just think it's like anything your favorite meal as good as it is it just might it just starts to lose a little bit of its luster if mm-hmm. you eat it every day it's always good moments in every episode in the sense of it's good comedy good an- animation good commentary on society i still think it's quite very well done
1: maybe i'll have to start watching it i, I think Add, it's good I have, you should my list is just so long well, i know
0: it's ridiculous how much we I, I can only live so long there's so much to watch <laughs>
1: There's so much TV.
0: Oh, uh, I know.
1: I loved this show on Nickelodeon. It was called Hey Dude. It premiered in '89. No. About yeah, like now a we're getting dude to the parts.
0: Are right. If car- is this a cartoon?
1: No, it's live action, oh. but it was on Nickelodeon. It was like teenagers right. working at a dude ranch.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if I've heard of that. Yeah,
1: because I'm like eight ish. Yeah, I'm like yeah again. 14 I'm, years I'm old. Eight, yeah. I'm
0: not watching Nickelodeon shows at that point. Mm. Yeah. I wonder I'm only watching like Rambo and Terminator and stuff. Like I'm not yeah.
1: 14. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, did you watch like, the Arsenio hard...
1: Hall show? It seemed like yes, very like edgy. I loved it.
0: Yep, it started I watched this it, year. It. Yep. Saved oh, by the Bell. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love Saved by the Bell.
1: Started Seinfeld also. 89. Oh, loved
0: it. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy how early it did start. The first season was called the Seinfeld Chronicles, and I think it was only six episodes. It was this close to being cancelled. We're talking this close. Like it was on the block every episode. And I they're can like, well, oh, we'll give it one actually. more season. Yeah, the the first six episodes are kind of rough, but of course it becomes the mm-hmm. the show that it became.
1: Coach also eighty nine. Major Dad
0: eighty nine. Yeah, I never watched it. Tales from the Crypt. I kinda liked it. It was okay. Yeah. But I like Twilight Zone better.
1: I never i I've never seen the Twilight Zone. I feel like oh, they're different. Well.
0: They are di- but it miss that anthology type stories, oh, you know, every yeah. episode's a different story. I just enjoyed the the Twilight Zone, the older series better. The Crypt Keeper is more of a ghouls, ghosts, goblins, which mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of, like horror movies, even I've been watching horror films when I was eight years old. But it was it was kind of corny creepy, which is as I just yeah, wanted, yeah. I want real creepy. Yeah, okay.
1: That's probably why I liked it because I'm not. I didn't want to be oh. really scared. <laughs> I'll take yeah, it's stuff. it's like
0: PG. It's PG mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. I wanted Jason Voorhees is what I wanted.
1: I didn't. I mean, I watched those at slumber parties. You know, <laughs> sure. that's what you did. Watch scary movies. The longest running one of the longest running TV shows ever is Cops, and it premiered yeah. in 1989. I think it's watched still it on all the
0: time. No, it is in some capacity, but. Now they have all these body cam footage up on YouTube of the body cam footage of, and they're really well done. There's a lot of YouTube pages do this. But they get the body cam footage and they annotate the the voices. It's crazy now what you see on, on YouTube compared to back those days. But it's the same mm-hmm. idea. Instead of the cameras falling around, the cops are wearing the cameras so they don't even need to do cops anymore. So I'm surprised that they would still do it because the body cam footage is public. So,
1: But then you you have to get the shot of the officer doing the thing and if it's on the body cam, you only get the... The...
0: Yeah, you'll be surprised at how good it is, especially because it will oh. have more than one cop in a lot of these scenarios, and they they That's edit true. both cameras together. But yeah, you're right, though. You're right about that. Yeah,
1: one of the most famous. I love that theme song.
0: For you?
1: Did you watch Doogie Hauser? MD?
0: No, are you too old no, for that no show? Uh, a little bit of that. I just I don't like smarmy kids. It's, yeah. just, it's not appealing. Same. That's why I don't like uh, That's why I barely tolerate Big Bang. The only reason I like Big Bang is because mm. of Kaylee. I hate to say it. And, and uh, what's the guy's name? Her boyfriend of the show, The Classes
1: Johnny Galecki.
0: Yeah. I, I like those two actors and those two characters, but I never found. Listen, I didn't watch Sheldon. Uh, I You're thinking of Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah, I, he's not funny. And then the young mm-hmm. Sheldon—I can't believe they did a whole spinoff. I—I I don't, I can't handle smarmy kids. It's not funny to me because you're smart. That's not hilarious to me. It's just—it's actually irritating. Smart kids are annoying. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I've listened. You don't have to twist my arm about kids being annoying.
0: However, I-, I do like the actor because I love the How I Met Your Mother. So he redeemed himself as an actor and as a character actor for that mm. show. He was great in that.
1: Oh yes, Neil Patrick Harris. Do you mean?
0: Yeah, Neil Patrick yeah. Harris.
1: I will say on the Young Sheldon, I hear what you're saying. However, I think that the rest of the cast, the rest of the family, uh, is hilarious. I think that's what makes the show.
0: Is the okay? Fair enough.
1: His not necessarily him, but kind of how they react to him. It's really well cast. And my like, kids saw, watch it.
0: My 12 year old watches it, so I I see it on the Netflix that so someone's watching it.
1: I feel like the brother is getting a spinoff now. Um I forget oh, his name. Crazy. Um Eureka's Castle, I very much watched this was a Nick Jr oh. show and it was puppet. Never heard of it. So I watched that no. when I was homesick a lot. I I'm, I'm okay. not surprised you haven't. And okay. Family Matters premiered in 1989. No I didn't, I didn't watch
0: that. Is you that the didn't. one with that stupid kid with the glasses?
1: It is Urkel. Um okay. the dad is like Vel johnson he's in i know i know the
0: actress i can see yeah yeah. i I see them in my head i just never watched it again probably probably partly because my age but yeah fair enough i just didn't watch it
1: the older brother is super hot laura's older brother eddie on the show darius mccrary is his real name and he is a smoke show
0: well say no more i'm gonna go back and Mm -hmm. watch it now
1: yeah for all the ladies (laughs) and darius mccrary and who went all right, well, let's move on to the top ten billboards for the week of October twentieth, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Janet Jackson's "Miss You Much." I can't really yeah. picture what "Miss You Much" is. Did you not I don't, like it Janet at all? Doesn't sound familiar.
0: She's fine. It wasn't my style of music. Like she, mm-hmm. she's talented. She's harmless. I didn't have any issues with her, but it wasn't music I would. At fourteen, are you kidding me. I'm not putting her CD on my on my stereo. No.
1: What about "Love Song" by the Cure? It's The number two, I song. appreciate
0: The Cure again. I wasn't, I didn't listen to them, but I highly wear them. New, of course, they're hits from the radio. And if I met a dance or something, I would dance to them. I have no problem listening to them, but I wouldn't listen to the moment.
1: This is an epic song, though. I love it. This is, I, I'm not really familiar with The Cure, but this song is so good. Okay. Oh, For Fears has the number three song with Sowing the Seeds of Love.
0: Beautiful song.
1: I can't picture that one Beautiful. either.
0: Oh, that's such can a you great song. They're, they're so great. Oh, yeah, man. Like, no, I can't <laughs> sing. No, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I cannot uh, sing. If they can sing. I can't sing. That's why they're an artist.
1: Uh, Listen to Your Heart by Roxette is the number four song. I really liked
0: Roxette. Kay. I am a huge Roxette fan. See,
1: this is surprising to me. It's no not shame. your style
0: I, of music. I, it's not. and It's funny. When I was a teenager, I had Look Sharp. I had it on cassette. I listened to it every day, all the time, forever. Huge crush on the female singer. And and I love Per Gessel, the guitarist, male singer, the counterpart. And I love the female-male juxtaposition of singing. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed that style of music. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like ABBA and stuff like that. And they're you know funny enough from the same country. So no, I Sweden love their pop rock. I, love the, I believe it's or, Sweden is where they're t- from. Isn't that Sweden? Anyways, I love Roxette and uh, totally love them. And to this day, and when I figured her name, Mary, I believe her first name is Mary, when she passed away with brain cancer. It's horrific.
1: Oh, I didn't know she passed away.
0: Yeah, she like, did. But two years ago, three or four years ago.
1: Oh, I'm very excited to see this band. We haven't covered it on the show. It hasn't been in the week. But the Rolling Stones has the number five song. Hmm. Mixed Emotions. Which one? Is- oh, yeah. Mixed yeah I remember that song
0: very well remember i love well. the
1: rolling stones
0: i do too they're a band that i i never have owned one thing from them but if i go to a rolling stones concert i know every song why that mm-hmm. is i don't know but <laughs> i'll know all their hits i know all their hits but i never have owned any of their music this is how prolific they are and where they're just they're just everywhere you can go to a rolling stones show and you know all their songs
1: there's so many hits i mean they they're probably like the longest running oh. band ever
0: yep current band absolutely yes they are
1: yeah cover girl by new kids on the block was number six do you have thoughts about new kids on the block
0: well sure i mean they're a boy band again i'm 14 you think i'm listening to them no
1: well i didn't (laughs) know i I, thought you'd maybe go one way or the other on them
0: no i wouldn't say that i was too cool for them but they were not my wheelhouse of music again huge band i I was aware of them again at dances and Girls loved them. We watched much music in Canada, which is the same as MTV. So, of course, they were a heavy rotation. Totally. I, I could sing all their songs, their hits. You know, I knew their songs. I didn't listen to them. It kind of like the Rolling Stones, but a different way. I never bought a new kids mm-hmm. on the block, but I could probably go to a concert and know the majority of their hits. Right. So this is one of those things. Yeah.
1: Oddly enough, I should have loved them. Everyone my age oh. and older yeah, sure, was of obsessed. They had all the posters, all the things. I remember like sleeping right. bags and the dolls and everybody liked Joey for some reason.
0: Right. Of course. He was like the, uh, he was the Justin Timberlake of the band.
1: Yeah. But he wasn't the cutest one. But I was, oh. I, I, to be honest with you, Donnie. he was like a man. It was, there was another, yeah. one of the other dark haired ones.
0: I don't know their name. I just know Donnie Wahlberg. J. It West starts Marks with Pryor. a J,
1: maybe. John? I don't yeah, know. Probably. Uh, I felt like I was too cool for them. Like at eight. I'm like, eh.
0: Oh, there you go. And I just yeah. wasn't. I was just too straight for them. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, the number seven song, though. I remember l- watching this video on MTV all the time. Loved it. Inappropriate for me as an eight-year-old, but. Loving an Elevator by Aerosmith. Second floor, hardware, children's wear, ladies' lingerie. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. Going down. <laughs>
0: okay, top five band for me. Been a fan of mm-hmm. theirs since Same. 1985. Love them. Of course, we all got to get old. They're on their retirement age now stage of their career. I think they're doing like, their final tour as we speak. It was delayed because mm-hmm. of health issues with Steven. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they talk about the band. They've been together all five members that are currently in the band, up until they've just replaced the drummer due to health reasons. But I mean, whatever. They were together for 50 years. So mm-hmm. that's an amazing run. Yeah, I love in an elevator. Amazing song. I loved it. I love that. Album. Pump is an amazing... Pump is a flawless album. In fact, plugging my Worst of the Best podcast real quick. Here's a, here's an example. So we would take an album from a from an artist like Aerosmith and take one of their albums that are top tier album like Pump, and then we will... Go track by track, talk about each song, and then at the end of the episode, we'll pick what we think is the worst track from a from a perfect album. We'll still pick what we think is the worst track, and that'd be a good example of an upcoming episode on the worst of the best podcast.
1: <laughs> Ooh, good call. I think it's easy oh, to find you. one. There's always one. It's not a flawless album to me, but I hear your point. I hear, yeah. Well,
0: well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess on that? Do you want to guess on that episode? Well, I'll, I'll give you a call <laughs> if you I want to. We'd love to have one a guest host. Yes, we did yeah. when we did the Aerosmith episode. We, it was a different kind of format, and it, it deserves mm-hmm. a proper coverage for the, for that album. Okay. We did it. Got we it. did it as a band, but not for the album.
1: They had a big comeback in the '90s with Alicia Silverstone. Like the, they've had four different jam.
0: comebacks. Don't get me started yeah. on Aerosmith. Okay, they've had <laughs> okay. four different comebacks. They've come and gone and come and gone. They persevered. Yeah,
1: but they sort of epitomized my childhood. Like they were kind of a mainstay for me. Aerosmith. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am not familiar at all with babyface i recognize he's kind of a big deal but not familiar he he has the number eight song with it's no crime and then yeah i would be shocked if you're familiar with it bust a move by young mc is number nine
0: okay i saw young young mc was actually the first concert i ever went to
1: that surprises me
0: yeah, I mean, I love I people think I love rap. I love well, I like anything that's good. I love good rap. And Young MC mm-hmm. was an example at the time that was fun rap. Like you, if you want it, you've got it. <laughs> it <laughs> was too repetitive for
1: like it's good for like Ooh, 5 seconds yeah. and then
0: <laughs> sorry. I it's loved too Young much. MC. So I saw Young MC uh, in concert. Yeah. I was for second row actually at the at the show. Dang. It was and they it was probably the what I loved about it, it was a Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Crowd of white people at <laughs> the Young MC concert. He probably well, wasn't of course. like, what the heck? We're I mean, There's no black people in Canada. So it's just kind of funny. All these young you know, white kids. <laughs> but that's great. The music's universal. On the that island way. of Victoria.
1: So, yeah, like, it's there... yeah.
0: it was great that he actually, I'm surprised he came, but he came. Yeah. He came to Victoria, British Columbia. I love it. So it was a fantastic show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Very nice. Rounding out the top 10 is Expose When I Looked expose. Expose. at Expose
0: is
1: it's
0: it expose? expose? See, there's no Tilde yeah. on it, though. I know okay. the, it is expose. And see, see, I'm a child, I'm a teenager at the time. I know mm-hmm. the band's name, but I, I, I know the song, but I never listened to. him, sure, but of course, listening to the radio, I know, I know these. Even that Babyface song, I'm sure if you played it, I'd be, oh, that's Babyface, but yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, earthquakes. That's it. We're, move, we're moving on to news and events. Earthquakes.
0: Oh, earthquake. Earthquakes. Okay. Oh, yeah. one in California in 89 was the baseball game one. Mhm. you remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, I remember that. Absolutely. It was huge. They had a, like a baseball game that was playing when the when the earthquake hit. It was a big one. I think it was like 7. point something in California.
1: 6.9 in San Francisco, so and it actually yeah. canceled the third game. It was the World Series because it was October. Series, that's right. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It
1: killed 67 people.
0: Not enough. No, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I kind
0: of have... I'm the same. Uh, Dark humor, Ryan. I apologize.
1: So that game was delayed for weeks because of that earthquake.
0: Right, yep.
1: Do you remember the American televangelist, Jim Baker? Of course, Jimmy and Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, he is sentenced to... 45... I don't remember that. 45 years in prison for fraud. Good. Oh, but the sentence is later reduced to eight years on appeal. I was gonna say, yeah, that's why. Yeah,
0: n- yeah, not enough. You're stealing people's money who are easily tricked. You're you're a thief, and you stole a lot of money. You you sold people lies, and uh, there's nothing worse than selling people their grief. I'm absolutely anti this kind of shite, and I absolutely hate it. Selling people their grief and their fear for money is absolutely deplorable. He should be been jail for life. I'm sorry, I have no mercy for people like that. He's a robber. I, he's, a, he's a thief. Agreed.
1: Agreed. It's very common, though. Like this happens. It's ridiculous. agree. Yeah. All the time, all over. Yeah.
0: I I got a newsflash for you. If your god needs money, your god sucks. Mm-hmm. Next question.
1: Fully agree.
0: <laughs> okay. Good.
1: Um. So there's some weddings and divorces. Yeah. This I found funny. Lyra King, famous for being married like a thousand times.
0: Yeah. He loves it his, so much.
1: His sixth wedding. Was in 1989 to a businesswoman, Julie Alexander. And guess how many years they stayed married? One. Three. They divorced in 92.
0: Oh, sorry, didn't work out. But
1: on a happier note, John Goodman weds Annabeth Hartzog in New Orleans, because I think he's from Mm -hmm. there, and they are still married. It's good for that. I, I, I
0: love John Goodman. Great guy. Great actor. Yeah. If anyone has anything bad to say about him, I might question their uh, their personality because mm-hmm. you can't have... So- yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Solid dude.
1: A couple of deaths. The Triple Crown from 1973. What was the his horse? name? Yes. What was the horse's name? I'm it's a
0: horse. Who cares? Who cares? Well, what he we died. Um, oh, poor guy.
1: Secretariat. Secretariat. I, it was What did I say? Me. I
0: said Seabiscuit. I knew... Wasn't it yeah. Seabiscuit a horse as well?
1: Yeah. Well they made a movie oh, about Oh, it was him. close. Yeah. They made
0: a movie of both of those horses, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well it's just horse it's movies are famous... boring. <laughs> well, I don't like to watch them because you know what happened. All uh, right. so
0: I understand. I understand. Yep.
1: Yeah, so Secretariat died. He was Aww. he was euthanized. And also Betty Davis died in October oh, wow. of nineteen eighty nine. Oh wow. She was eighty one, died of breast cancer.
0: Good for a f- full life.
1: The other big movie releases before we talk about the movies. Okay. Mexican was the number eight movie in October, but okay. some of the other movies that were like in the top ten for October.
0: I wonder how many of these I saw in the theater. This is going to be yeah. I was a huge movie buff, and of course, as a teenager, so if I didn't see in the theater, I probably saw it on VHS. But go ahead, I'll tell you a theater. Or no some people. of them go.
1: I'd be surprised if you did. Okay, well, probably. Look who's talking. Look who's talking. Was the number saw one saw in the
0: theater. Yeah,
1: the bear which was like a nature. The it was do you really the with the theater. Bart, yep. the bear? Yep. I actually yep. think I, I may the have seen a matinee of that. It was also. kind of
0: bored as a kid. It was nice. It was visually stunning. But I admit as a teenager, it was kind of like, mm, you yeah, know, yeah. interesting, engaging enough. But I was like, I wasn't thrilled. But I remember thinking, okay, I get it. But I'm, I'm not a big animal film guy. It's a well done film, but it, yeah, I never saw it again, but I did see it in the theater. Dad, no it's ted a danson? comedy
1: drama with ted danson ethan yes. hawk jack lemon olympia dukakis kevin spacey kathy baker right
0: i haven't seen the film and i can see why i didn't see it at 14 american comedy drama either. film no no ethan so hawk is no. like a I, I, star oh i see the front cover saw it on blockbuster all the time like, i've seen that front cover oh, really? it was on the blockbuster shelves but yeah recognize the cover have not seen the film copy yep okay all right. Fair enough. Whew. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> I got to know every film that came out in 89, I got to know. but An Innocent see Man? Seen it, yes. The Fabulous seen Boys? You know what's funny? I need to see that film now. I can mm-hmm. see why I didn't see it at the age of 14, then as years go on, I never went back to it, but now that I'm an adult, I need to see that mm-hmm. film because it's Jeff Bridges and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, right? I think you got right. the right actresses? Yeah, okay. I think it's Climes. Jeff and his brother, I think, are both of it. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Did you see crimes and misdemeanors?
0: Yes, I believe so. I've seen a good I've seen a good chunk of Woody Allen, not all of them. Let's just chalk it up a hard maybe.
1: Okay. okay. Shocker. So I'm, not
0: doing, I'm not doing Yes. I know. Was You've that seen the- Shocker? <laughs> yes, I saw it on VHS, but I-, I did see it. This is the death row inmate guy. Yeah, it's hilarious.
1: Serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, so he gets shocked. if he doesn't die and he gets these electric powers or whatever. It's such a corny, stupid film, but you bet you I saw it. I could see the cover in my mind. Yeah, I just Googled it. There it is. It's hilarious. Google it. Friends, Google Shocker, 1989 film. Look at the front cover. Absolutely garbage film and cover, but <laughs> so much fun <laughs> to watch. So much fun th- to yeah. watch. Yeah. yeah, of course.
1: I bet you've seen this next one, Halloween Five: The Revenge of, of Michael course. Myers. Of uh, course, of
0: course. Every Halloween film I've seen multiple times. Yeah.
1: And then the last one is Gross Anatomy.
0: Oh, I think that was the VHS rental.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you know what? I haven't seen it. Boy, I, I didn't do as well as I thought. I'm embarrassed, but I guarantee you, folks, I've seen a lot of films. I was a teenager. These are a lot of heavy adult drama type films, so I didn't. Yes. Yeah, as a 14-year-old kid, I'm not watching Gross Anatomy. Again, I'd watch it now and probably enjoy it, but not as a 14-year-old. Matthew year. Modine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's again, a good actor. This he's is, fine. Yeah. This, like, it was the top movies that came that were in- uh, that, that month. Were, it was just that month, month of yeah. October. That's yep. not a summer yep. month.
0: That's not the summer month. That's that's you know October. Back in the day, October, November, especially September and October, those were the drama months. Those were the adult movie months. And then- November, December were the Oscar films, like Dance with the Wolves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Came out. A few good men would come out. Those type of films came to see. I love those days. So summer was blockbuster. This is how it used to be, yeah. folks. Not anymore. Yeah. It used to be summer was blockbuster films, like the Indiana Jones, stuff like that. And then Jurassic Park, stuff like that. And then fall was your drama, heavy drama films. And then December-ish was your holiday fair, yes, but also award films. Because the reason why they push into December, you know why they do that? It's a ploy. Fresh in your mind. Because... Fresh in your mind. Absolutely. So any films that were worthy of an Oscar, they put in December so it'd be fresh on ballot, people's minds because if it was an early release, people would forget about the film. So they always push the award films because it, you have to be released in a theater before the 31st of December to qualify for the February Oscars. Mm-hmm. See, I told you I was a movie nerd. And then in January, that was the drag films. Those are the films that, oh, we don't know where to put this film. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would hit. Most of them would have missed. It's a big dip. You know, it was because it was post-season finances. People didn't go out to the movies. They didn't quite enough money. So these are the films. Got them out to theaters. short runs in the theater before they went on video or VHS. There you go. Now we wrap up the summer.
1: This has been Movies with Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> now we shall get into the movie. Next of kin. October 20th, 1989. It is rated R.
0: So stupid. Okay. Before we get into the film. So when you presented to me, Hey, Ryan, I got some films I want to do. You gave me the list of films. I wanted to do all of them because I get so excited by this day and age of film. It's so much fun to watch these films from this time. And so I'm like, I, I would do any of these. So I, I selfishly picked a film. I think, it- am I doing two? I mean, I am coming back. I'm doing another one. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a Kurt Russell mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. So I asked if I could do two, because I want to do a Patrick and a Kurt film for both of them. I was like, well, if I'm going to do a podcast with Katie and I got to watch a film for the podcast, I'm going to be selfish. And both films are going to watch. I haven't seen before, because for whatever reason, as time has gone on, it just escaped my viewing. This film was such a film where I never saw it in 89. I didn't see it when it came out. And then time goes on. I never went back to it, but I've seen the cover. I know the hat that he wears. I have seen mm-hmm. it all in my head. I feel like I should have seen it. Had not seen it. We'll get into it, but that, so I picked this film for that reason. I wanted to see a film that I haven't seen of Patrick's.
1: You know, I am not entirely sure I've seen it either. I feel like I've seen pieces of it, but never. Yeah. When I watched it yesterday, nothing resonated. Yeah.
0: Nothing resonated.
1: It's got a really stellar cast that we'll get into. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah. We're gonna get into yeah. that.
0: I couldn't believe it. I, I went in blind, didn't watch a trailer, didn't. All I knew was Patrick was in it, and he had a hat on. And that's all I knew yeah. about this film. The hat and is famous the, on the, the cover. And it,
1: yes. Yes. So that's all
0: I knew about the stupid hat. And then I like saw the credits roll. I'm like, what? What are we watching? It was, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. There's one in particular that I was like, oh,
0: yeah. That I course. didn't
1: recognize. Yeah. yeah. So it's only a 5.8. I guess that's pretty good, but um,
0: ignore those. I hate the scores. The scores are st- stupid. They don't make any sense for any film, really. A few do, like Godfather, Shawshank yeah. Redemption, sure those belong up there in the top 10 of the imdb of films mm-hmm. but i don't like what are you what, what are you rating this on i wouldn't give it a 10 i wouldn't give it a one but i wouldn't give it a six i don't know i don't know what yeah. i would give the movie <laughs> yeah I,
1: that's that's like right. I, I had
0: fun watching it i, I don't mm-hmm. know what to give that i don't know what that means you know like it was a blast watching it. of course it was silly and stupid and some parts were hilariously bad <laughs> but components. i had a blast yeah.
1: I feel like the yes. reviews—you oh, yeah. take different well, things into consideration: enjoyment, but then also quality and skillfulness, and blah blah. But so, what was the review um, you said on IMDb? It was a five point eight. Five point. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So six out of ten—that's fair. That's fair, in the sense of like if you're rated up against Godfather, okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, if, God, yeah, if yeah. Godfather's a ten, the Shawshank Redemption's a ten. Okay. Now, <laughs> this is however,
1: what is not right. fair, Patrick. Got a Razzie nom for this? Oh, uh-huh,
0: I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. Okay, yeah, he did. I'm not
1: sure what in okay. the actual fuck. Wow.
0: Okay, I I don't know if a Razzie was worthy, but did you catch some really bad post audio dub? ADR, yeah, but that's not
1: you. his fault.
0: No, it's not his fault. No, I, I don't know what it, I don't know why though. It was really bad. It was really obvious, and I'm like. Like there's some part. Okay, okay. Here's That's some scenes whoever that stuck out. ran
1: out of money and they weren't going to okay, reshoot. scenes let me the tell you the, after they let me tell you what, what scenes were
0: kind of Razzie worthy. Yeah, here's some scenes that were Razzie worthy. Okay. 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 The one scene that was Razzie worthy, I shouldn't have written this down, but I didn't catch the Razzie award until after I saw this because I don't. When I watch a film blind, I don't go to anything. I don't look at the reviews. I don't look at the score. I, like, I don't watch the trailer. I, I'm anti-trailer. I don't watch trailers anymore. So when you mentioned the Southpaw trailer, I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch trailers. Period. You mean Roadhouse? Uh, what did I say?
1: Southpaw, which is also a great Southpaw. Movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. I was thinking of yeah. Jake.
0: That's why I was yeah. thinking of Jake and fighting. Mm-hmm. My apologies. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Roadhouse. I won't watch the trailer of films. Okay. Anyways, so with the so the part that was Razzie worthy, if they're going to submit a scene, was when he was talking to his wife. I don't know if we want to mention the cast yet, but he was talking to his wife in the house about making love to her. It was really bad ADR. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get you, girl. I'm gonna roast you like a turkey. Was, I don't know what it was, or was something to that effect, where he's like talking about how he's gonna ravage his wife, and it was playful, but it was really weird ADR. Plus, it was horribly voiced by Patrick. Mm-hmm. And then he's like tickling her up the stairs. I just thought that was really poorly directed, and really, I'm surprised Patrick didn't go, "Do we have to do this?" Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to how much because he's really strict about his. I don't know, this is really bad and silly and dumb, but he goes, he, he can do really well in a movie that I don't like, which is Dirty Dancing. I don't like that film. I I, I, I get it. I get, I don't like it. This is, this, this, hear me out. What I'm trying to say is, is like what, two, two of his biggest films, I, Ghost and Dirty Dancing, I just, what, I, I wanted to be a guest on Ghost so bad because I just want to talk about that film so bad. I can see Anyways.
1: someone not liking Ghost as much. I mean, I can sort of see that. I Dirty like, Dan-
0: I No, well, it's good. It's fine. It's fine but when you watch dirty dancing like it was a this was happening in real life like this if these events were occurring in a real life it's it's crazy how silly it is it's kind of like flash dance not flash, sorry the kevin bacon film footloose it exists in a real world type like it's not a fantasy film but the concept is so crazy it's like this is really happening like it's really a town that doesn't allow dancing so anyways okay so <laughs> okay so the, the dirty Dancing is kind of like that for me it's like we're really watching these two people dance at the end of the film. There's, this is really happening. Right, let's, let's go to this event at the at the end of our workday and we happen to catch this great, crazy performance with Baby and Patrick. Anyways, the point is... Have you
1: seen an 80s movie, Ryan? Like, ever? I know. I,
0: I love it. <laughs> at the same time, I I don't hate it. I just... It's a weird it's a weird relationship I have with the film because you've got to keep in mind when it came out when I was this age, too. So I've seen these films as a young boy. I, a boy yeah, doesn't yeah. like doing dancing. Okay. Anyways, the point is... What I liked about Dirty Dancing in the sense was, even though the film itself isn't a, yeah, the film itself is not something that I get behind people dancing and, you know, but Patrick in it was great. Like, you don't watch, even like, I don't watch Dirty Dancing, oh my gosh, this guy's embarrassing. No, he's athletic. He's a good dancer. He's a good actor. He's, he's a manly man. Even though he's doing this thing, I'm not watching thinking this guy is flamboyant, you know, or not manly mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say. Even as a young man, I'm like, this guy's a man. Okay. But you still, so you take that same Patrick Swayze into a film like Next Akin, Kin, the guy from, in some ways, the guy from Dirty Dancing, where was he in this film? That's what I'm It's like, why couldn't he take the same manliness, in a sense, into a film that is a manly film? And I found it really disjointed in some of his performance. I will say it's not the best Patrick performance. Razzie worthy? No. But
1: mm-hmm. there were some
0: scenes that were Razzie worthy from Patrick. But Razzie overall, I don't get it either. He didn't win it though.
1: No, but I mean, obviously, like the Razzies, it's like a whole thing. But uh, it's a whole thing. and I know that I
0: and I love Patrick. Don't don't get me wrong. I have a hard He's great time in the film. being biased or not biased. Yeah, sorry.
1: I'm pretty biased. Like I'm, I'm trying. Bad. Yeah, this was not his best performance, but. I guess the Is it the thing script's I fault didn't... then? Okay,
0: well then why? Is it the script's fault? Is it the director's well, the... fault? Or is it Patrick's fault for not fighting back, giving a better perform- Like, Why didn't he give a different performance? I don't think he got the character to some degree. I don't know what it is. I got a theory, one quick theory. Now we're getting to the mm-hmm. film. So why don't we see... So long story short, do you want to say what the film's about? Then I can talk about maybe why he had trouble mm-hmm. with the character.
1: Yeah, so quick synopsis is Truman, Patrick Swayze, uh, is a Chicago cop, and he sets out to find the killer of his brother... As a cop. Meanwhile, another right. one of his brothers, Briar, played by Liam Neeson, who was wonderful. And he, yes. but he's like in Kentucky, like a hillbilly. Yeah. Um, so basically, he Patrick was to raised. the killer himself.
0: Right. So Patrick was raised in his family. They're raised in kind of like, what do you call these? Like the, what do you call these type of people that live out in the woods? And they're just uh, like mountain? one step away from being Amish. Well, <laughs> no, boys.
1: they're just like mounted like the hills of Kentucky,
0: hillbillies, um, like hillbillies, that's
1: Yeah, yeah. I do okay. I do say hillbillies So, for what it's worth, I think that that's it's, like a derogatory is it, is it, term. Yeah, but the movie like saying white
0: trash almost. But the
1: movie says it, so I will refer to them as hillbillies because the movie. Yeah, says.
0: because they live. They live in the. They kind of live in that the woods, but kind of like acreages, and there's lots mm-hmm. of forest around them. They live off the land to a certain degree, but they have plumbing. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they kind of look dirty. When they went to the hometown, they're kind of small town. They're basically just like one step away from being Amish and spitting tobacco in a jar. That's kind of what it was like. It was that. Yeah, it's like olden so, days.
1: It was like st- a right. step back in time.
0: So Truman, played by Patrick Swayze, he's a little bit, he's kind of the brighter of the bunch. He brushes his teeth, combs his hair. He decides, I'm going to go live in the city. I'm going to be a cop. And he's a great cop. But, he, but the the idea that we see in the opening scene with his character is, Though he is a city cop, he still kind of has that outdoorsy hillbilly. I have a I have a knife at the side of my next to my gun type personality. He wears sort of a, a unorthodox hat as a cop, so he kind of is like part city cop, part hillbilly, and he kind of combines the two in this into this type of cop. So. I think that's where I'm getting at with his performance. So I think the character is in between two characters where he is a city cop pl- trying to play by city rules, but he comes from this hillbilly background. And that's where all of his family and friends were from. So he, he's almost at, at at odds with himself as a character. And I think Patrick had a hard time playing that character. I don't know why, mm. but he seemed to be at odds with his own acting between the two characters. So maybe he's doing such a good job that the character felt disjointed, I think, his acting. Suffered because of it.
1: Interesting. I nothing really popped out at me other than the ADR, and I that's not Patrick's
0: fault. and it did like pop it was, out, but it popped out though, like it was bad. I don't into get it.
1: Point, I just feel like they made a choice to change something after the fact, they must and, have. They, must have. and they weren't going to spend the money to reshoot.
0: But fair enough, yeah, yeah.
1: The director is John Urban, he is a British director mm-hmm. known for Raw Deal, Hamburger Hill, mm-hmm. and the Dogs of mm-hmm. War. So there's that's a particular film she
0: has. Yeah. yeah. Some cool the film. Right... *Hamburger Hill. Very yeah. underrated Vietnam film, by the way. It came out the same year as Platoon or around the same time mm-hmm. within a year or six months of Platoon. And it kind of, it's one of those things where you have two films that are the same, like Deep Impact and Armageddon and some Bugs Life. This is a big thing yeah. that always happens where two kind of keep like *Wide Open and Tombstone where mm-hmm. one will kind of connect with audiences and the other one, though a good film, is just left by the wayside.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but point. it's a
0: good film. Haberger Hill is such a film where if Platoon didn't exist, it could have been the Platoon.
1: Mm-hmm. Good yeah. point. The writer is not otherwise well known, but his name is Michael Jenning. And the music is done by Horrible. a compos Well, it's a famous sorry, the, composer, though.
0: No, the soundtrack, the songs they use, sorry, in the film. Sorry. Oh, oh well, actually, we'll get to that. <laughs> I, I don't mean, sorry, I meant the, the score is fine. The score is fine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the composer, Jack Nietzsche, who is known for The Exorcist and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So, you know, right. he came to prominence in the 60s and he's worked with the Rolling Stones, Neil Young, et, et cetera. And he won an Academy Award for Best Original Song for co-writing Up Where We Belong. Yeah, yeah. From Officer and a Gentleman.
0: Yeah, but beautiful song. Yeah.
1: So that was a the composer. There is a song on the soundtrack that Patrick Swayze did. Heard. Did you know that?
0: Yeah. So Oh, which one did he sing? Which one did he sing?
1: It's called Brothers. Yes. Yeah, wh- and- okay.
0: That song. Oh boy. I, it was such a corny, horrible mm-hmm. song played during the brothers' montage when Liam and Patrick were having their scuffle or their fight or whatever it was it the- was it the post-fight scene or whatever? Like, Liam was and... just
1: put in a jail cell or something, as when that's I right, remember That's it. right. That's yeah. right. That's right.
0: Okay, that's right. He was put in the jail. That's right. The post-fight, when they had that fight in the bar, when he arrested him, And uh, yeah, the song was playing. It's was like, <laughs> I was confused. I was like, is this supposed to be funny? It's almost like if South Park was, like the writers, Trey, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, were yeah. commissioned to write a corny song about brothers in an 80s film, this is that song.
1: It is. It was a miss. But okay, so it's Pat- Patrick Sweezy. Is he, he singing it? So- he, yes, it's him and Larry Gatlin, who yes. must be like a big deal in the country gospel world, the Gatlin brothers. Sure. So those two sure. wrote and sang brothers. Patrick also had songs on Roadhouse, as well yeah. as obviously well, Dirty Dancing, She's Like the yes, Wind. Yeah,
0: and I was, She's Like the Wind is a great song. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie to you. And I mean, it was mm-hmm. too hard and dirty dancing. I'm sorry, I <laughs> shouldn't have clumped. Because I actually, I actually don't mind. I've liked it as I've gotten older. Because Jennifer Grey's gorgeous in it. I, I don't know why she got the nose job. I thought her nose was just fine. But anyways, so, anyways, Agreed. that being said, Ghost was that what's called Ghost? Right? Is that the other one where they're making the clay?
1: Ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah.
0: Yeah. That movie I D. can't D. stand. I I hate it. I hate it. Whoopi's not funny. She's I really funny. liked
1: Whoopi in it, she's, but um... that's
0: probably her best role. But she's—I don't—I don't find her funny. Anyways, mm-hmm. she's like the wind. Is it? It's a really great song.
1: Mm-hmm. It's great. This is why I'm—I'm I'm always like singing Patrick's praises. He can do almost anything.
0: No, he's an okay singer. Don't get me wrong. He's okay. He's decent. Oh, he's not an amazing yeah. singer.
1: No, no, yeah. agree. But, but I like it. Po- it's a good
0: song. The f- my <laughs> Brothers is, like, is horrible. <laughs> Brothers is a horrible song.
1: He can dance. He can play sports. He can sing. Yes. He can yes. do all of the things, you know?
0: I was um, going to make a bad joke. I was going to make a horrible joke. I don't know if mm-hmm. I could, you can edit if you want. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
1: go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, people are gonna <laughs> i going to. If
0: it's terrible, oh. I'll edit
1: it out. Is it about him? Okay. it?
0: I was just gonna say he can do everything but beat cancer. But anyway, the point is, God, oh my God, okay. I, I've, I've, it's a terrible. I told you, dark humor. I'm sure Patrick would laugh. It's just a joke. I'm just, Mm -hmm. he can do it all. The guy was blessed with the amazing DNA, except for the DNA that beats cancer. Anyways, the point is, no.
1: He smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. I don't think that helped. So,
0: might have been his fault. There you go. (laughs) Some of it might have been his fault. We love Patrick. And even he would probably tell you, yeah, I probably shouldn't have spoke that much. That being said, I want to say one thing about the music before you move on. There was one se- scene in the film that I thought was very clever. I don't know if you caught it. The mm-hmm. scene where Patrick's wife, I know we haven't talked about the cast yet, so I'll save it. The mm-hmm. scene where Patrick's wife is teaching a young girl violin. Did you catch this moment in the film? It's just before she got attacked by the red paint sequence.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So she's teaching the girl the violin. So there's the girl in the scene plays six notes, whatever the six or seven notes there were, and a violin lesson. The wife walks the girl out to the front door to walk her to the sidewalk, and as she's walking outside with the girl, cue the music. The ominous music that's kicked in was a single violin playing. It was the same notes that the girl played on the violin. Was by the score. The score played the same notes, but professionally done by the score was the same notes that the girl played just previously in the lesson. And I thought that was an excellent transition.
1: What a catch, Ryan. I did not catch that. That's
0: excellent. I'm a music guy. I actually love music. I can't play a lick of nothing. I have an ear for music. I love music. And I caught that. I was like, that was a great transition that they took the notes from the girls playing into the score of the film. It was was awesome. Yeah.
1: That was really good. The only music that I really took note of was the intro which is like banjo i feel like there has been a right. lot of banjo music intros and in co- movies that i've covered recently that's but awesome. um and i, I like a banjo. a banjo like i i love I, a banjo I, yeah and it indicates the
0: hillbilly that's the idea yeah, it does. Out, outdoors hillbilly you know deliverance type you know we we got some kind of kind of yes. i say sketchy but there's, there's it's not this is the opposite of city life it's the yeah it's the hill well, life. Sure. it
1: did kind of set up the dichotomy of the family because we yeah. open with this gorgeous view of, you know, the, I don't know if it's the Smoky Mountains or Appalachia, but Kentucky I think Mountains. it was Appalachia.
0: It was Appalachia. Yeah.
1: So it was that beautiful, but then cut to the juxtaposition of the bluesy, jazzy, dark, rainy Chicago city at night. So that that's kind of what I took note of. And that was the opening. Mm-hmm. But so let's get into our cast of characters. And then. Yes, uh, please. Then, huge so, cast. Huge cast. Yes. So there's three brothers in this. Patrick Swayze is right. Truman. And he's yep. the Chicago cop. And then Liam Neeson, who I I really like him. He's just such a talent. He plays. Oh, he's great.
0: Who doesn't yeah. like Liam Neeson? Come on.
1: He plays Breyer.
0: Before you get, before you move on to the more other cast, I just want to say with Liam Neeson, it was interesting. Again, not seeing this film before, not knowing who was in it, so I'm watching the cast. I found it interesting that when they did the casting list in the film, they went through all these different mm-hmm, actors. Mm-hmm. It said at the very end, and Liam Neeson.
1: They get to choose that. I think if you're kind of a big deal, like, like you can be saved. No, for but the he wasn't. End. This is
0: was one of his first films. This is really? one of his first American films. It was almost like, I think it was almost introducing Liam to the American audience. I think they knew they had a good actor on their hands. Okay. And I think he may have been something before me. I don't know enough of Liam Neeson to say this, but I got a feeling, because this was 89, and I don't think anyone in American audiences really knew Liam. So I'm I'm wondering if they're kind of like, because when I saw that, I thought, oh, he's going to be in it for five or 10 minutes. He's Liam Neeson. But he's in it.
1: Mm-hmm. He's like, like a main character. Yeah.
0: He's a main character, but I think it was a I think it was a recognition of the film producers and the company saying, "Hey, we got someone here, and his name is Liam Neeson." And Liam Neeson, Coast mm-hmm. not just co starring, because that's a it's an honorary thing to be the end. It means you're a big name, you're not starring, but we're it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're the icing on this big cake here. Where hey, and this big actor mm-hmm. name,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. you might have a good point. I sort of made an assumption that he had been in other things and, and at least a known name, but I could totally be wrong. Two with him in this, there were a lot of height differentials. Well, with, he'd like, been in a
0: lot of stuff. He was in, I'm just looking quickly at his IMDb, and he had a bit part in the Deadpool a year previous with Clint Eastwood, but I bet you it was a small role. I don't remember him in the Deadpool, so he probably played some sort of baddie. And all these films here, I don't recognize any of the names of any of these films. Oh, he had a part role in The Mission. I bet you it was a small role as well with Robert De Niro. So I think he did like these... I know he's from Ireland, right? So I think he's got a lot of Irish roles. I think this is one of his biggest... I'm looking at the credits here. I think this was his... Yeah, check this out. Oh, interesting. The year after this, and funny enough, I saw this film in the theater, not knowing who Liam Neeson was, because I wouldn't know who he was before this film. Dark Man. I saw Dark Men in the theaters in 1990, a great film, and he was the starring role in that film. So I think mm. then his life has just been great since then. The next huge film, of course, was Schindler's List. So I, I, I just think this was his American breakthrough. Let me know if I'm wrong in the comments, people, but I bet you this was his biggest starring role as an American film. That's my guess. It's kind of like introducing this Irish actor who's been in some American productions, mm-hmm. but this is the highest credit to an American film.
1: He's super tall and lanky. Yes, he is. Like he's because he's a very he's young six, man, four? but he looked ex- especially lanky in this.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, he's young. Uh, yeah. yeah. He would have been He was born in 52. This was 89. So he was 37.
1: Oh yes, actually, which is only one year older than Patrick Swayze. I remember. No, that only, I think it was thing. only
0: two months older. Oh, or was it oh, that's year? right. That's here. Think... He's
1: he is older, so he plays the older brother.
0: By, but he's but he plays like, only bare, two months in yeah. real life. Yeah, 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 yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: I love a Chicago set movie. I just I love movies set in Chicago. I love Chicago. So I love that aspect of it. And if you bring mob stuff into it, I'm all yeah, for it. I know. So we get some mobsters here with Adam Baldwin playing Joey Rossellini. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, great actor. Does this guy just always have to play an a-hole? Is that his?
1: <laughs> He's very young in this too. Yeah. He's yeah, He's known yeah. for like Full Metal Jacket, The Patriot, yep. Predator 2, Independence Day. Um, A-hole, and I, well, I'm not <laughs> some DC <laughs> cartoons as well,
0: he was in the TV show Firefly with Joss Whedon. He played a great character that a okay. hole,
1: <laughs> he just has that quality to him. He's also super yeah. tall because he is paired with Ben Stiller.
0: Yeah, when I saw the short. Ben Stiller credit, when I saw the Ben Stiller credit, I'm like, what is this film? Like, I've seen these <laughs> names and I'm like. Adam Baldwin, who I knew, Liam Neeson, Patrick Swayze, Ben Stiller, and then who plays the wife I saw this? you got to be kidding me.
1: Helen Hunt plays Patrick Swayze's wife. I have thoughts on that, but yes. And then the other brother is played by Bill Paxton, Gerald. Look at this cast, folks. Mm -hmm. Look at this cast. And we're not done yet. We're not done yet. So let me set up the mob, guys. So Adam. All right. Adam Baldwin, he's not the boss, but he's like the boss's go-to guy.
0: Joey yeah, Russell. he's the number one baddie. He's the, he's the muscle. The number one muscle.
1: Or he's like the Tony, almost. Like the Tony's, I don't know. But he, he butts heads with Ben Stiller because Ben Stiller, who plays Lawrence Isabella. I love that. Isabella Rossellini. Anybody else yeah, catch yeah. that? So the dad is the mob boss, and Ben Stiller plays his son. So
0: he's son. The, the son, and so he's kind of like the short, diminutive. You know, physically he's way different than Adam Baldwin's character, but he's kind of the brains. He's the brains. He's a little bit more of a like the uh, what's the name of the but uh, not Bugsy Malone, the other guy, Lucky uh, uh, Mansky. No, oh, the, the oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Al Pacino okay. played him. Yeah, yeah. Of
0: oh, point, sh- I'm a mafia guy too, and the name escapes. Excuse- I apologize, today names are escaping me today. Meyer Lansky or something like that? I'm, Meyer Lansky, yeah. Meyer. Meyer Lansky, thank you. So mm-hmm. he, Ben Stiller's character was like the Meyer Lansky to Adam Baldwin's character of a Bugsy Malone or Al Capone type yes. character. Yeah.
1: But Ben Stiller is just now being thrown into this world. And, and so Adam Baldwin, Joey, and Lawrence Ben Stiller kind of butt heads over power. Right. right. And the father, the mob boss, I love this guy, is Andreas Katsulas. And yep. he he plays John Isabella, aka Papa John, is what they call him. Papa
0: John. <laughs>
1: Papa John. Everybody
0: wants some pizza. Eat. I mean, of course, <laughs> they have the classic. He's got to be cooking in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, tasting the pasta. Need some oregano, whatever you said. I love how it's like, of course, they got the Italian cooking pasta and sauce in the kitchen. Why not? Why? What else would yes, they be doing on their off time?
1: Of course. But Andreas. Katsulas, Katsulas, I am probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but I think that's a Greek name, but he looks Italian. I mean, you know. Good call.
0: Mediterranean. Greek, Uh, Italian, they're all the same. Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's all the Mediterranean and I love the Mediterranean look so I'm I'm here for it. Alright,
0: easy cowboy.
1: I know. He is known for Babylon 5 TV series probably the most, but he was also in The Fugitive and Hot Shots Part D. Now You've seen Tango and Cash, yes? Of course. What did you think about Michael Pollard's character in this movie as compared to his character that he plays in Tango and Cash? I felt like they were very similar characters.
0: Yeah, well, he's a character actor. Folks, just Google Michael Pollard, P-O-L-L-A-R-D. You'll recognize him right away. He's got a very unique voice, very unique character actor. That's the type of characters he plays, these weird, diminutive characters. Oddball type characters, and he was the hotel clerk, Harold. And I uh, fast forward to the very end of the film when he's helping Patrick Swayze's family kill the mob guys, and he's getting to kick out of people getting killed. It was an odd character arc. His character was weird. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so, uh, listeners, we did talk about him in the Tango and Cash episode because he plays right. Owen, like the tech guy. Like he's always kind of like the right. weird. Yeah.
0: Eccentric, different, odd
1: guy, and he plays this. But he he looks—he looks
0: odd. Let's be honest. He he, He does. That's his cast. That's his casting picture. Look, we need an oddball guy. To okay, we got him. Call him Michael Pollard.
1: Yes. So his name in this is Harold, and he is the. It's really more of a boarding house, but he's the clerk. Sixty-five dollars a month.
0: Mm -hmm. Sixty-five bucks a month, and no woman allowed, and no food allowed in the rooms either.
1: You have to keep everything clean. No visitors after ten yeah
0: the tight ship that harold he the does ship in that.
1: But okay what i got from him is it's either a very strong quirk i got a kick out of him or was He's he supposed fine. to be slow was he well, that's just it i, I don't
0: way? that well, it's just bad writing like he ran the hotel but somehow he got like emotionally involved with Liam Neeson's character stayed at the hotel while he was in the city to investigate his brother's murder on his own terms, yada, yada, yada. That's where he stayed. Then Harold was the hotel manager, owner, operator, mm-hmm. and he just kind of like became a sidekick to the hillbillies. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why he decided to join the fight, but I guess he, he joined the cause and he got a kick out of watching people die at the end. It was just odd. I don't... <laughs>
1: He has a specific way of talking too that just made me wonder if, yeah. like his character was supposed to. No, be. I think
0: that's just the way the actor talks. I think he might be slightly no. I oh. think that's just the way the actor himself has. I think okay. that's his voice. I think just mm. I think he might he might play with it a little bit, but that's just mm-hmm. the quirkiness okay. of the of the actor's voice. Yeah.
1: Wow, he really ran with it in this. Then sure. There's another person I wanted to bring up that I had to do a double. Like I did not recognize ted levine
0: yes oh i knew right away sorry i don't you mean did because uh, i i know well i know the name so again when i saw the credits i saw ted mm-hmm. levine's in this but i noticed it was kind of late in the credits so i go oh my mm-hmm. god he's got a bit part of course he plays buffalo bill and La- science of lambs mm-hmm, the <laughs> pretty good <laughs> so yeah, that was him that's ted levine great actor great actor does these very great kind of characters and he had a great opening sequence with patrick swayze's character that opening that was it for him in the film so I knew when to find him. I didn't know he was going to be at the beginning, but once I saw him at the beginning and saw that his name was low in the credits, I said, okay, oh, this will be his only scene. But he, he nailed that opening scene.
1: He was good. His name in it is Willie, and he is also a hillbilly, so Patrick arrests him, but he kind of uses his background to talk him into going right. uh, peace. He's the
0: hillbilly whisperer. He's the he hillbilly whisperer. He's able, to, he's able to talk Ted off a ledge here and say, you know what? He goes, I know you can take out those cops, but they're going to take you out too. Let's just go and, you know, you're, you're better to have you alive than dead. We, we know you can take a couple of them out, but let them go hold them their for and let's just do this the right way. And off they went.
1: There was actually like a bit of trivia about that because your favorite oh. movie, Ghost, in that sure. sequence that you were just talking about, he says, They're coming for you, Willie. Like
0: right. They he can says hear the, the, same the thing sirens. In Ghost. Yeah. He
1: says the same thing in Ghost. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's funny. Yeah. I saw them the trivia too and I was like, Oh, and adorable, and I, I just want to let people know, because like, there's probably people who love Patrick Swayze and Ghosts, and I I apologize. I'm sure it's a wonderful film. Maybe I have to rewatch it after 30 years. I get it, 35 years probably at this point. Mm-hmm. But I saw I saw the film when it came out. I watched it because of Demi Moore. She's gorgeous. I, that's why I liked it. I was fine with Patrick, but I had a problem with him being dead. I think I think honestly with that film, the idea that he's dead. There's no, you don't resolve this. You just can't resolve it. And so I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching a film mm-hmm. about, it sucks. To me, the whole movie just sucks. Because he's dead. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. And so no matter how much she gets over it or doesn't get over it, the character is dead. And to me, that's very depressing. Right. And so that's probably why I don't like it. Because there is no happy ending. There, there, there is nothing. I don't care how many times you kiss Whoopi Goldberg. He's still dead. <laughs> and it, 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 I don't that, that's why I don't like the film, because to me, there's no resolving it. And it, it's hard. It's a heartbreaking film. And I don't like it. I don't like the idea that her love is dead and that mm-hmm. that's how the movie starts. OK, now what? Oh, <laughs> he pushes books off the shelf. OK, well, OK. Like, what are we doing? Oh, sorry. Ghost. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's actually not my favorite Swayze movie, but it's not terrible either. Yeah. I can see why people don't love it. It's not rewatchable in the same way that like a Dirty Dancing or a Roadhouse or something is.
0: Who played the bad guy awesome. in that film? It's not um, Aiden Quinn, is it?
1: It looks Sorry. like Aiden Quinn, though. Tony Goldwyn. That's
0: right. So you wouldn't right. recognize That's the right.
1: name, really. But, yeah. No, I recognize he, the name. No, I totally you know do? the name. Okay.
0: Yeah, and he's a yeah. I know the name. Yeah, I know once I saw it. Yeah, he's a great actor, too, by the way. He's a really good actor mm-hmm. in his own right. He is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we talked about him yeah. in the Ghost episode.
0: on imdb wow
1: people liked it ryan (laughs) they did
0: yeah well i know i'd I'd watch next of kin any day of the week twice on sunday over ghost
1: this is now becoming the ghost podcast but those three the top fillings were huge of course i know goldworks so yeah
0: prime prime for all these actors i get it i get it it hit the nostalgia but it came out the right time. That movie mm-hmm. comes out today, same plot, same everything, same. Even make it Ryan Gosling, I don't know, Margot Robbie. I think it'd probably be 5.6. Even if it's the exact same acting, exact same dialogue, exact same shot for shot remake. I, I bet you it wouldn't hit. It wouldn't be yeah. 7.1. I bet you it just wouldn't hit audiences today. So
1: I think you're right about that. So this movie was actually made on a very small budget, $12 million. Yeah, to, to which is why they couldn't afford to reshoot <laughs> thus the bad adr and it grossed only 16 million i mean not surprise. it's not but a good I, film
0: in that sense especially think about and i don't mean that in the bad this came out the same year as like you said tangle and cash look tangle cash is not objectively it's not a good film but it's Stallone and Kurt Russell, and it's over the top. It's crazy and zany, and I get it. And These are the two top guys of the day. Not, nothing against Patrick Swayze, but he's not going to box off and stroll the way Sly was in the 80s or Kurt Russell. This film just suffers from not being a great film, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed the heck out of it. I don't know how to rectify the two. I'm trying to tell people, I love this film, <laughs> but it's not well, a great two film. Well, like, yeah, they two different yeah. things. Yeah, two
1: different things. I think everybody who listens to the show gets okay. that. You can love a movie and recognize... Or just enjoy a movie and record it just. Yeah, I
0: actually I cool. endearedly watched it. I loved every scene. I like I enjoyed every scene. I had fun okay. with every piece of dialogue, ADR included. Meaning <laughs> I just enjoyed the whole experience and and even with the end fight scene between the mafias and Patrick and his hillbillies of the big showdown at the end there in the cemetery. And he's running around with his Rambo bow and arrow. It killed me. It's it's hilariously like ridiculous, but boy, is it fun to watch.
1: It was. I also very much enjoyed this because it has a lot of the components that bring me to the table, you know, that we've talked about mob stuff, Chicago, Patrick Swayze, right. other, other really good hat. actors, his hat, his hair. Can we talk about his hair? Please?
0: Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Pisser got off the pot there, buddy. Ponytail or no ponytail. He had a ponytail out, ponytail in. Ponytail. I think he, I think the ideas was when he was on the job was ponytail and when he's off the job was no ponytail. And yeah. the ponytail I mean, looked that's... ridiculous. It looked ridiculous. Oh. Did you not okay. agree or did you like the ponytail? Well,
1: Come okay. On. At first I noticed when he had the hat on, it was in a ponytail. And then in other scenes, yes, I mean, because that's how, a human doesn't just always have a ponytail. Like I sometimes wear my hair in a ponytail and sometimes don't, you know?
0: Okay. Number um, one, you're a girl. And I don't mean that. I'm just saying. And you, you have much longer hair too. So it just looks better in a ponytail. But for a man of his age and stage in his life to have a ponytail, and it wasn't a very well done ponytail, it looked ridiculous. It looked like a five-year-old put his hair together. He's
1: back. wrong. This is 1989. You have to remember, it's not now. What I took note of was, first of all, he has really oh, I good, remember. good quality hair. Patrick, when it wasn't in the Beautiful ponytail, hair. it was Beautiful gorgeous. Hair.
0: And I That's don't what I mean. like I want look. to see it. I want to see it flow. I want to see it flow. I want to see it flow. You it's didn't like the bad... long flowing hair?
1: No, I did. I did. I, I'm just saying, oh, okay. like I would never choose a man. My note here is that, so yeah, I Please. think it was his... The hair, his, I love it. He had <laughs> to get it out of, of his hair. face. Sam Elliott did it too in Roadhouse. You see him put it slip whatever. All the right, only, yeah. Kurt Russell, I think, wears a ponytail in, in some movies too. They have the same hair in that they both have this glorious, weird, weird <laughs> mullet that, that yeah. looks good on no one
0: but those two. Except that. Kurt, I
1: Kurt agree. and Patrick. <laughs> They're the only yeah. ones that can pull that off.
0: They pull it off, okay. like It's not a great hairstyle, but Patrick does pull it off enough. It is 89. I recognize the decade, but even back then, I don't think, even as a young man, I was a fan of Men in ponytails. I don't think I was keen on it. So, that being said, I, I it was enough that I noticed it, watching it for the first time in 2024, yes, but I was like, oof, that's bad. I mean, I, lo- I love the hat. Everything else was fine with the styles. I even liked Helen Hunt's dresses and stuff. I thought she had some very mm-hmm. cute dresses on that she mm-hmm. tried to she always dressed very nicely. She was a very good doting housewife. And you wanted to say something about her housewife act. What do you want to say about it?
1: Okay. Yes, I did bring up that I had thoughts. And this is... Okay. I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't make me seem... I like Helen Hunt. I think she's a wonderful actress. I do not buy her as Patrick Swayze's wife.
0: Mm, somebody sounds jealous. Continue.
1: Well, yeah. Um. Okay. Bill Paxton, who she'll go I on to it. star in, star with, right? So she'll yeah, go on Twister. to star with him in yeah. Twister. I buy Helen. So I do theaters. I think I might have too. That was a huge movie. Um, I buy her with Bill Paxton. I buy her with Fair. Paul Reiser. But Patrick Swayze is a ten. Wow. Okay. Am I the only one? I, I think Just Helen. Me?
0: No, I think I think. Well, let me speak as a man. Yeah, he's no, he's a good-looking guy, and I get it, but I'm speaking as a man, and I can only speak as a man, I would Helen Hunt any day of the week. She's gorgeous. So I I personally see it, because I think Helen Hunt is a very lovely woman. I think she's actually she, quite... A, I, she's not conventionally I, I, attractive, but that's yeah, what I like about her. She's not like the conventional attractive, but I love that about her, and so I kind of see it, but I get you. I kind of get you. Yeah, like, I'm, you a I bit agree. I understand. No. I understand. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I, I agree. I know Patrick's she, your man.
1: Because she's not conventional. That's why I'm like, I see her with Paul Reiser. I get that. I see her with Bill Paxton. Patrick oh, even Spazie No, even you know, like, the
0: funny thing is i I think she's too good for those. that's fine, so a as bit I think those guys are lucky to have her so that's bit I look at bit as a guy. I think they're lucky to get her. So there you go.
1: She has a very specific look about her that I don't personally. I think she's above average. But if I'm thinking of beautiful women, she wouldn't come to mind.
0: I guess. Interesting. Interesting. And
1: I don't mean to Helen Hunt bash because I, I like her. I think she's more No, you're not.
0: It's okay. It's okay. We we get it. You're allowed to say not everyone's the same look. It's okay. Not everyone mm-hmm. looks the same. Some people are Patrick Swayze and some me. people are some people are Patrick Swayze and some people are I don't know, Clint Howard. We're not all the same. It's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I'm like, I really wanted a a more suitable wife for him. You know?
0: I still you don't didn't. see it, even okay. though you say it. I, I think she's perfect for him, perfect, honestly. But yeah, continue. Mm,
1: okay, let's. I think you're just a little I jealous. To, I think you're a little jealous. To, That's well, fine. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, sure, sure. I am. That's like okay, his actual wife jealous. in real life is very
0: gorgeous. They of go together. She is. I, I have you no know? doubt she is. Yeah.
1: All right, I'll move on from that. Apparently, it's just me, not Ryan. I don't know if listeners think that we needed a more of a bombshell... But but girl-next-door combo for, for this yeah. person. Did you like his car? He drives a sweet Camaro, which is so 1989.
0: I'm not a car guy. It was irrelevant to me. All it did was like, yeah, it's an 80s car. But I'm not a car guy. I don't get excited by vehicles. Sure. Of course, he's driving a cool car. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Their house, though, that was, that was a big. very nice House. Big house. In. Gorgeous.
0: Chicago. Chicago. And how she was a violin they... teacher and he was a cop. I don't yeah, know how, how they got this the money. How's
1: yeah, how is this happening? How is
0: this happening? Maybe, maybe she's comes from a rich family because it's certainly not his family.
1: I did take note of something Rocky related. Do you know oh. where, where my brain is going?
0: got to give me a hint.
1: It'll give it away. Trains.
0: Oh. Oh, like the. Trains. Oh, were a huge part of the movie. Yeah,
1: trains, both like the L, like the above-ground subway, as well as an actual like train track train.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the sound. Liam Neeson had a fun. Looks like he did his own stunts a little bit. He was on top of that train on his own. There was no CGI or green screen. He was on top of that moving train.
1: It was a cool scene where he to Mm -hmm. escape the mobster guys. Yeah, the train jumping. Also, sort of Rocky related was the mobster. Like social club where they hang out. There's right. black and white. I like, saw the boxing old, fo- photos, old timey boxing photos. So
0: everywhere. was that like an old boxing gym or something? Because it was turned into a gambling hall. Maybe that's the only thing I could think of. But there was like old timey boxers hanging up on the wall everywhere. But they were playing gamble, illegal gambling inside of an old boxing hall. Maybe that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah,
1: I just thought maybe they liked, like maybe they were Italian boxers or they liked boxing, like that was their what they chose to put up on their oh, walls. Maybe. But you could be right. And then the downstairs, or maybe it was a different building, but it was, like, the basement was, like, an arcade game, Central.
0: Was it the same? I didn't realize that was the same building. Okay. It might not have been.
1: It could have been, like, the basement of a warehouse, like, the vending company warehouse. But there was some pretty cool, like, arcade games and pinball games.
0: Right. I love that. I loved it. I I cringed when they blew up those, when Briar shot up the pinball machines, So those are... I love those machines, and it broke my heart a little bit that he shot them up. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So made what his were point.
1: your? So what were some of your favorite scenes? You said you liked all the scenes, but what like, uh, stood
0: out to you? Well, oh boy, the silliest was the was the shootout at the end again—the bow and arrows, the mafia guys. I, I guess, uh, but I don't have any key moment scenes necessarily. I just want to say that like Liam Neeson did did honestly did a great job. He's a good actor, and it shows. Mm-hmm. So this was definitely his first. I bet you they got more views on VHS than the theater. I suspect that helped them get the roles, mm. like for Dark Man, and mm-hmm. Schindler's List, and, and what have you, to get him noticed by big-time directors like Steven Spielberg. I mean, he's a good actor, and he got this was his big American break for American audiences. Um, uh, I mentioned the music transition scene between the violin and that. I thought that was great. I I also just like how I will admit spoiler alert, for those who haven't seen the film yet still worth seeing even when we spoil things. And I listened to your episodes where you spoiled the movie, so to speak, but I think you just still should just watch the films. I don't think it's mm-hmm. that big of a deal. But when Liam Neeson gets killed as well, so Bill Paxson's character gets killed, it's all genesis of the film. I was kind of like, okay, there was that one when he does come down to the basement and I thought he was going to get killed there
1: mm-hmm.
0: mid-film, but he gets killed near the end. I am like, oh, I was actually, I thought, oh, he's going to make it through the film. So when his, I was like, like poor Patrick's not gonna lose both brothers, but he loses both brothers, so it's really kind of a heartbreaking character development. This poor guy loses both of his brothers in a matter of a month. Like that's heartbreaking. I well, found that really like heartbreaking. But,
1: uh,
0: yeah, so you know, but I'm also brave of the writers to do it. Like, good, they they got killed too, and Patrick tried to tell him this isn't the way to do it. And but of course, it was that death where now Patrick sways his characters. Okay. He hands in his badge, which was great. He hands in his badge and he does it the not legal way, so to speak, on getting rid of these guys.
1: Yeah, so there's this poll. So we're shown Bill Paxton's not in it for very long. He's the brother, Gerald, that gets killed. And as Ryan said, right. that's the impetus for the brother in Kentucky, Brier, to come up and, you know, as a vigilante. And Patrick, on the other side, is saying, no, no, let me prove it in court so we can, we can right. put this guy away. You know, so two different mindsets about how to do that. And Gerald felt pulled between the two sides, between the two brothers. And clearly there's tension between Patrick and Liam's characters, but the younger brother's death is what brings them together. They team up, they work together. And then yes, the older brother's death is it's it's just it's kind of ironic then that he's like you know what i'm i'm out for revenge now too i'm i right. am gonna you know take the vigilante route after all and right and that That's final right. scene then what's to come is really fun it's very fun
0: yes it's a fun and i don't want to give away one twist i actually don't want to give away one twist if people want to watch the movie it's actually a very good kind of twist that happens mm. with, I won't say anymore. There's actually, you know, there's a twist I'm talking about because it deals yes, with the I end do. sequence. Yes, I do. I was, I even though was I kind of saw that it, moment I coming. No, I, mm. I think we should say, let me okay. just say this. I would just say, folks, if you haven't seen Next of Kin and you're listening to this episode, we really haven't spoiled anything. There's a lot to watch, a lot mm-hmm. to digest. And there is a big twist that I thought was actually, again, well done. There's moments in this film. And this guy who wrote the film, this is the only film he wrote other than another film called X Marks the Spot about a dog. And then he wrote this film. It's weird how it's weird how that happens where mm-hmm. <laughs> writer yeah, Michael
1: Jennings,
0: he does, that's it. Those are his two claims. You know, but he can say, I wrote that film, Mexican. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that film? That was me. But I thought there was some potential for this guy to write further stuff. I don't I find it odd that he never wrote again. He did a TV movie called Oh, sorry. Spot Marks the X. It's a TV movie.
1: I'll get right on. I've that always one. found that it's
0: about this about a boy who discovered that his dog knows where the blood money was buried. <laughs>
1: I'm speaking of blood money or blood bloodhounds. I have bloodhounds. And so obviously I love, you know, they're they're like the quintessential like Kentucky dog or Southern dog. So there were a lot of bloodhounds. There were a lot of snakes as well. Because a lot of snakes. The Kentucky people come up to help, to help Patrick. So he's like a lone wolf fighting in the cemeteries, the end scene. It's like bow and arrows versus machine guns, which is kind of fun. So he's like the lone wolf until all of his kin come. And there's a fun way about how they find out about how to come. So, yeah. And Michael Pollard's character's involved in that.
0: Right. But there's one death, yeah. So this one guy comes. He's the snake guy. And he brings all of his 300 snakes in in a school bus or whatever, minibus. And there's an off-screen death, I guess, of a character, of one of the mafia baddies, who gets trapped on this minivan van of snakes, and we don't see how he dies, but Michael Puller's character, the, the weird guy who runs the hotel, he watches this guy get destroyed, I guess, in some degree or another, inside the bus by the snakes, and he gets a real kick out of it. And that's all we know about this, but he seemed to get really giddy about this guy being killed by snakes. Well, you know, what's
1: funny. I do, but I didn't assume he died. I... The thought it was just like or a bad trick to scare the shit out of him. He's, so in, he's the just bus in the bus full full being snakes. scared.
0: I think I think it's uh, sure. I don't know. It, it, the reality is a normal person. But I love how he just stands in the middle of the bus and he's unable to move. Like when you're in a van full of bus of snakes, what you do is you quickly turn around where you came from, stepping on snakes and all and getting the hell out of there and breaking down that door glass window and get out of a bus full of snakes. But he just kind of stands there. I don't know how to function. I it am was a comedic moment a of- that it was okay. supposed to be a last comedic one, moment th-
1: that he, we he that's realizes. That's one last thing I want to say about this film. He looks down at his feet and he's covered in snakes.
0: Yes, that's one thing about this film that was again disjointed. There were quote unquote comedy elements. Mm-hmm. I think we thought were supposed to be funny. They're not funny, and they take away from a film that should have just been gritty. So that's if I had true. been, I can see that. If, if I had been the director slash producer of this film, I would say, okay, okay, guys, pick a lane. I don't know if they're trying to be like Beverly Hills Cop idea where Beverly Hills Cop were 48 hours that couldn't have a combination of grittiness with humor. It didn't work in this film. The comedy bits weren't funny. They weren't clever or funny. And they should have just kept it gritty.
1: You're right. Because Leo, the tall, skinny guy, he's part of the mobster crew. I feel like anywhere he was, it was kind of the funny moments. You're right. Yeah. I, I agree with that assessment.
0: And number two, the reason why I did pour the box office, because even back in the eighties, R-rated films had to be very good films to make money. PG thirteen should have been the road. It would have gotten a wider audience. And mm-hmm. I don't know why it was radar. The only reason why it was radar yeah, was because the F bomb was dropped about twenty, 20 the F bomb.
1: Oh, I don't the even know. The
0: blood was that. lame. There was barely any the blood level no. was very low. It mm-hmm. was there was a couple blood shots, but something you see on normal cable TV today, like it's nothing. It's nothing there was sauce. no nudity. even in the eighties. Zero nudity, no Helen Hunt boob, zero nudity. And I barely got a shirtless
1: t- scene. Barely.
0: I didn't I did even get a cleavage shot with Helen. And I was <laughs> looking because she was a younger version of herself. And I was like, give yeah, me some cleavage, yeah. lady. And I didn't even get a cleavage from her. Anyways, so there's no cleavage, no nudity, barely any real violence, though there was deaths. But most of it was just very quick and bloodless. And even the blood that we saw looked like a classic paint job, you know, like crayon. And then if they just took away the the F-bombs, it would have been PG-13. So I think they, they, they had a hard time picking a lane. They should have said, let's make it gritty, like 48 hours, about which were radar films. Okay, let's make it gritty. So let's amp up the blood, amp up the violence. Give me a, give me a topless shot of Helen and or whatever. And then, or sorry, and or let's make it PG-13 and take away the cursing. And then we'd have a larger audience. But because they made it a radar film, it wasn't worthy of the rating, and then nobody yeah. came to the theater.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even... I'm so used to the the F word, I guess, that I didn't even take note of its use in the movie. I don't even recall. It was about
0: 20 times. Well, it, the reason why it stuck out to me, because it seems so... Oh, yeah, we should probably swear it's mm-hmm. a rated R film. hmm Interesting. It's an adult film. This is not a kid's film. F this, F that, or this F... I want to get the F in God. Like, oh, I, it, it seemed like yeah. the characters were were... You know when you're a kid, you get to swear for the first time? That's what it felt like with these characters. Like, yeah. They're not doing yeah. it properly.
1: I can see that. Do you think that at the end, when Patrick's in the, like, he Helen Hunt comes to meet him at the police station, after he's probably given his statement yeah. or whatnot, do we think right. he gets his badge back or not? No,
0: he can't. I think they let him off. He handed in what he had to hand in. But he, he, because the blood feud was solved between him and the mafia guys, I think he's going to go on and do something else. I think he can't be a cop anymore. I think he's mm-hmm. let it go. I, I'd almost assume he might have gone back into the woods with his wife, actually, to get out of the city. It was my guess.
1: Well, they probably would have had to because they have a baby on the way, everyone. And he would have needed those city benefits. How are they going to pay for yeah, the baby? Yeah,
0: yeah, I think they're going to sell the house and move to the woods. I think she yeah. would have been ha- I think she cuz I think she kind of liked it there. She was okay there. That's my fan fiction. They sold the house and went to the woods and raised the kid in the woods. Okay. With the I'll take
1: it. Yeah. I can see it. Um What did you think of Ben Stiller as a mobster in Training?
0: I thought he was great as a young actor and I thought he did a fine job. It's hard because we just know about his crazy characters yeah. from you know Tropic yeah, Thunder, yeah. Zoolander. Oh, I get it. But like any good comedic actor, I know he did drama like Reality Bites. I know he's Mm -hmm. good at that stuff too. So this just shows you that Ben's actually a good actor. And I thought he, as a young Ben Stiller coming up into the business under his father, I thought he did a fine job. I thought he played a very kind of brash, cocky, mafia son. I thought he played it very well. I thought he did just fine. There was no issue with him. I think people would only quote unquote have an issue with him because it would seem like out of typecasting. Mm-hmm. that he late, did later in his career, but they wouldn't know the bandseller of those of that day when that's they true. saw him back then.
1: That's yeah. a good point. So I think this m- may have been the last nail in the coffin, so to speak, for Lorimar Filmed Entertainment. Must have been the production company. It was the last film from them before they went under.
0: Oh, yeah, that's Lorimar. right. I heard that too, yeah.
1: This is a little bit of trivia. There's a phone number that Breyer yeah. gives <laughs> Harold, the boarding house manager guy, yeah, it's a real phone number. It's not five 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 dash blah blah blah. It's actually like a real Kentucky phone number.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's still mm. it's, apparently it's still active.
1: Did you read about any of these potential castings for both Joey and Truman? Oh, There's some really I, good ones. I
0: did, but I will just say this before you read them, not to take away from what you're about to read, but often when this stuff happens, is what they'll do is they'll just throw these scripts at a lot of these persons. They'll just say that the those who own the script will give it to all these agencies, saying, we'd love to have. Mr. So-and-so in this role. So it's not like... Sure. Necessarily maybe the actors wanted... But yeah, sure. But what are some of the possible names that could have been?
1: Well, yeah. So I usually differentiate between so-and-so was considered versus they turn it down or they audition. There's usually like a right. differentiate. These people were considered, meaning the people making the movie would have wanted them. Like these are people that they sure. threw out as, oh, wouldn't it be great if this person? Right. So for Joey, right. the mob guy, Alec Baldwin... Robert De Niro, of course. (laughs) Right. Right. Ray Liotta,
0: of course. Possible.
1: Michael Keaton. John Malkovich would have been good.
0: Sure. he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. They're all great actors, but yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah.
1: Jack Nicholson, Sean Penn, Ron Perlman. I don't know if I could see that.
0: Mm -hmm. I could see it. Yeah. The big guy, too. No.
1: I can sort of see Tim Robbins bringing a... Okay. Like, a, I don't know, a very different energy. If it were up to me, I probably would have recast Adam Baldwin.
0: Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's not the... Gr- I, I like him enough. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's not the greatest actor. That might be very talented, I hate to say, because he's always just been that character type actor. Mm-hmm. He's just... He's the poor man's Baldwin.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, he's yeah. Not,
0: He's not officially related to the Baldwin. Anyways. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a fine enough guy, but he's he never seems to elevate truly out of the character role. If that makes I sense, I thought he he's was just the always Adam
1: link in the movie. The people, I thought, yeah, he he,
0: like I agree. Again, he seemed to be even though he was the killer of the brother mm-hmm. uh, of and then the killer of somebody else. but well, we won't say. Yeah, he was too goofy comedian. Like, that goofy is the right word. Um, like I don't buy it. Is it like? Yeah, it's almost you know his mafia character, here you go. His mafia character, the way he played his character, would have fit in the film Oscar with Stallone.
1: Yes. It was more of a comedian. Yes, you're that's exactly right. Do
0: you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. We I wanted the some I wanted this, type. Yeah, I I wanted somebody in this film who like Liam Neeson played okay, Liam Neeson's character and acting was down the line how I wanted the whole film to feel like.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep.
0: I felt like Liam Neeson was in a different film than Adam Baldwin.
1: Yeah. Very much. Yes. Good point. <laughs> and on note, everyone. Um. No, the, there were some wild ones that were considered for Truman, though. Like literally
0: sure, all true. over the
1: board. It's like every
0: famous actor. What, what do you? Them... What do you pick one? Why do you read a few of them and then you pick one? If you had to recast over Patrick, who would you pick?
1: Oh. Okay. Well. So. Michael Bean, Jeff Bridges, Kevin Costner, Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, Tommy Lee Jones, Chris Christopherson, Christopher Lambert, Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell, okay. and then sure. and Bruce Bruce Willis but then these last few, Dolph okay. Lundgren, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Sylvester oh, Stallone, on. and no, Jean-Claude no, no. Van Damme.
0: No, 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 no. No, no. This isn't this no, no. This is not a muscle roll that's not no i
1: know but it was Uh, like yeah yeah,
0: that's hilarious that's funny
1: it was like though that handful of those guys and then the handful of like your typical serious right
0: and those were the big 80s action stars so sure they're every script was thrown their way at that point yeah i I can kind of see like a bruce willis for sure Mm, and i don't like it and oh really okay which one would you pick
1: i guess of those
0: right that's what we're doing yeah maybe
1: chris chris christopherson maybe
0: Mm, yeah. Okay, sure. I like him, but, but I don't know playing Patrick's role. I don't know. Yeah. No, because he, he, I could see him playing Briar. There you go.
1: Yeah, but he's got—he's like a yeah. I don't know. He's like the handsomer, like more polished. I don't know who mm. Christopher Lambert is. So
0: he played—he was the Highlander actor.
1: Mm. And you know. Like, can you imagine? I adore Dolph Lundgren and think he should have had a way bigger career than he did. But why on earth would they think this Swedish dude trying to do a hillbilly accent or Jean-Claude Van Damme or Arnold Schwarzenegger? No,
0: no. no. What? Well, that's what I mean. They were just the big stars of the day and they just threw it at them. We'd love to have him. If he wants to do it, we'll figure it out how to make it work. But what
1: would they have done? (laughs) I mean, that makes zero sense.
0: I don't know. That's a whole other episode of how we would have retconned the film to make make their accents work. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He was Honestly, adopted as a child from a, from a French something. What's that?
1: Well, actually, I can see Sylvester Stallone doing it. He's at that least American. Fair. I think
0: of those ones, he's, he's American. Like and, uh, yeah. But I can almost see, here's one. Imagine imagine this, because he's Italian. Let's say he plays like the mafia boss, or he plays Adam Baldwin's character. He's a bag. He brings the grit. They're I not brave like, enough to do that kind of stuff back then. I do back,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. He was 89, no way. But I yeah, I, know, I like it. I
0: know. It's he so does stupid. It now. Isn't that so funny how we mm-hmm. are so they're so worried about their image that they wouldn't that's why you gotta give credit to people like Al Pacino and Rob De Niro. Mm-hmm. They would play bad guys oh, yeah. as well as good guys. Look at Robert De Niro, Cape Fear. That's awesome. So I gotta give full good. credit. Yeah, of course. But that's what I mean. That's that's where I kind of have to like people like Sly and Arnold, and well, Arnold's just huge, but people like, no offense to Sly, like, I, I don't mean to say this but because I love him, but it's like, you ping yourself into a corner a little bit when you don't allow yourself to be the bad guy. It's okay to, yeah. we understand you're acting, but they're so afraid to be, like, you don't always have to be the freaking hero. Anyways, <laughs> every film.
1: Yeah. Oi. Well, you guys, I mean, as I said, this movie's set in Chicago. Check. Mob stuff. Check. Vigilante revenge check patrick swayze with liam neeson check 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 and then i really liked the landscapes of the hills that they showed in this too beautiful the kentucky hills it was really pretty however yeah. i am far better suited to come back to present day reality okay. ryan yes ma'am it's always a pleasure podcasting with you i can't thank you enough for joining me to reminisce about next of kin 1989 do you have any closing Great thoughts
0: fantastic film a lot of fun. It's a pleasure to be on your show. And can I plug my next movie that I'm going to be doing if people want to stick around in the future? It's going to be well, I don't know how many episodes from here, but I believe I picked Tequila Sunrise with Kurt Russell.
1: Yes. Oh, good teaser. Good teaser. Yes.
0: Yeah, so and the, it, I picked it tuned. too. And I remember when I messaged <laughs> you about this, I can't wait. I'm glad I picked it because Mel Gibson is in it. I can't wait. I oh, love Mel. I love Mel. <laughs> yeah so Anyways, so ryan
1: I just, and i'll probably butt heads a little bit in that, in that well i in that no, one. i don't want to be that <laughs>
0: confrontational I, I know we wouldn't be but I, no. I yeah we'll talk about mel when we get to mel for sure okay.
1: yes is there anywhere else that you want to send people
0: or talk about you know what google ryan Balkan and my stuff should come up too so knock your socks off
1: even better because he's got the first five pages of google it's all ryan
0: oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey if you appreciate the Retromade show, please offer a review. Hint, hint, that's me asking for re- more reviews.
0: So It's free to do. do. So. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing, folks. Give, give Katie five stars on your podcast app of choice, and you don't even have to leave a review. Just give her the five stars and move on.
1: Ratings are good, too. Yeah. Until next time, be kind. Rewind. <laughs>